0: you're listening to american slacker podcast with matthew gertz and jesse landers
1: welcome to american slacker podcast as always i'm matt
2: and i am jesse and today we are joined by our guest Artist, director, producer Jim Tazi. Thank you for coming on the show, man.
1: It's nice to be here. Thanks, guys. Pleasure to have you, man. My fellow slackers.
2: <laughs> Happy to consider you part of a part of the slacker crew. Absolutely, Honored.
1: Yeah, man. We've uh, we've been fans of years for over a decade now. I want to say. I, mean, I can't even remember. Wonder Show is in. It was like the first piece we saw on you, and uh, like our, your work we saw rather, and that was right before our senior year. I think that debuted.
0: Yeah, and the, they say that in, in high school after the drug PSA? Or
1: <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. after we learned the truth, man, we were lied to.
2: <laughs> Can you uh, fill our audience in a little bit on kind of your background and, and what it is you do?
1: Uh,
0: yeah, um, well, I started, um, well, I guess it depends on how far back we go. I, I mean, I've always been uh, drawing and painting and, and doing goofy cartoons, always a fan of uh, animation. And uh, I went to the Rhode Island School of Design to uh, in, increase my knowledge or learn more about animation and illustration. And I ended up, ended up moving to New York. Sorry. No, it's all good. I ended up moving to New York. And uh, as far as the sort of uh, Wonder Shows and PFR connection, um, that's where I met John Lee, who created Wonder Shows and, and uh, all the other stuff. And he was, uh, he was working as a receptionist and uh i met him because i was doing a an animated uh piece for a kid show it was like a national geographic uh national geographic animal show and okay. they had music and there was like a little animated segment that i was i was doing it was a song called like creepy creatures and it was a kid who who imagines large bugs running around in his house anyway so john lee was working there and that's that's how i met him and uh we pretty much started collaborating from there he had he had another band called mucka ferguson and uh he gave me a cassette that they had made and i, and I dug music and then i would go see them play because they would play all the time and uh yeah that's sort of the backstory. and then you know through him i met vernon because they were they were friends from from college or probably even before that and they had started working on on what was called kids show, which eventually became Wonder Shows. And so they had uh, started working on that. So then I got involved involved with that, mainly um, designing graphics for animation and and stuff like that.
2: So and that anim- the animation from that show I think is so iconic. It's like rung out through like memes and gifs on the internet. It's been so like influential and like I, I want to say like. The- the, the comedy and humor of like our generation, I would say. Yeah. Um, just in terms of being like, if I guess if you want to put a label on it, like that alt or alternative comedy where it's, it's like some, not everyone's going to get it, but the people that are, are going to laugh their asses off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was, the, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I don't think I realized it at the time, but it was, it was the type of thing where you, you either loved it or hated it. And, or loved it or didn't get it right and and, and and being
2: in that group of getting it almost makes it that much more funny or you can enjoy it that much more. yeah
0: yeah because if you knew someone it was kind of like that secret handshake or
2: it's like we're both weird, weird. <laughs> Yeah, yeah dude <laughs> oh so yeah you're a fucking weirdo too <laughs> yeah dude nice to meet you it's good good camaraderie that way you know so how, how was the like the process working on Wonder Shows, and was it like just anything that came to your mind, or was there like a writers uh, room type of thing going on?
0: It it was all I mean it all pretty much came from the mind of John and Vernon. They were the you know they created it and they were the the main uh, writers. They mm-hmm. they wrote all the scripts. Uh, I the only thing I would do would be occasionally contribute some sometimes you know ideas but mainly my my job was to take what they had written and they would say we wanted to look and and this was mainly concerned with the with the animated segments
2: because
0: mm-hmm. that's what i was designing the characters for mm-hmm. so they would give me the script and say we want this segment to look like a 1970s you know psa or, or
2: like, gi joe yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: hobo
0: <laughs> so yeah yeah right hobo ops um uh Wino Bot, all that stuff. Wino Bot, yeah, yeah. Fan all these different kinds of genres, and I I love that because it was just parroting, you know, all that all that stuff that you know I grew up with. Um, yeah, so that that's that's what I would do. I would I would make sketches and and uh, run it to those guys. They'd look at it and make suggestions, and and that was it. But it was a lot of fun because it was all. I mean, the first season was all just in one kind of big office. Everyone was there. And, um, yeah, it was, just, uh, it was just a lot of, it was a fun environment to work in. And, and John and Vernon were always, always great and they always inspired, you know, just craziness.
2: I, I could imagine it sort of like gives off that vibe just in the, with the nature of the show itself. And then also the network it was on, MTV2, that yeah. was at the time, you know, fairly newer I, I, I from what I am remembering it seemed like it, yeah. I,
0: no, I don't think. I don't even think many people were, I don't think anyone was watching it
2: because they moved all all the jackass stuff over to there, and it, yeah, and, and actually played music. I remember for a bit right, as yeah, well.
0: <laughs> that's what I thought. I thought it was, about, it wasn't. It originally intended to be like the old MTV, right? Like the, it was supposed to be how the original MTV was set up, where they just show music videos.
2: Oh hell yeah! I remember putting that's on. A, really cool mad late at night and they'd have like the the heavy metal like hour and they'd be playing you know fucking like music videos back to back to back of like and that's how you found out about bands too hell yeah, yeah. hell yeah
1: that was the days man
2: so it, it it's cool because that sort of it, it they were smart i guess in blocking a lot of these kind of out there shows with the people who would be watching at that time to discover new bands and stuff i would say because yeah. it's it's, I would say, a same group or a group that would appreciate stuff like Wonder Shows. Them. Common demographic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I
0: mean, that's. I mean, I remember the, the, the thing I liked about MTV was like 120 minutes. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. felt like um, that and like Liquid Television. Mm-hmm. That was all like before Adult Swim, and that it seems like that. Adult Swim kind of took that Liquid Television kind of concept and and ran with it. Totally like I, at, the, at the time that Wonder Shows when first came out it it did not get i mean I remember John John and Vernon both very upset because it did, it wasn't getting any publicity i mean I think the the publicity campaign was like John and Vernon had to like hire some some kids to like hang you know we paste some posters mm-hmm. um and that was about it but um it and, and at the same time it was also good because I don't think. As far as like censorship and what we could do, I think it was it was pretty much they let us do whatever we,
2: we wanted. You were able to fly we, under we, the we, radar, it was kind of we'll say.
1: Okay, this, this is while it was on MTV. You were having to have pay people to go put flyers out to publicize it. Yes. Wow, that's amazing. So MTV didn't Damn. back you guys at all with like putting on like ads during the day or anything. No. Was, there was very very little publicity. I don't even remember how I stumbled across Wonder Shows, and I feel like it was just, I was that block, that demographic that was mm-hmm. watching at those hours, and it was like, what the fuck is this? Because this is new. Like, yeah. like, I just remember how much it stuck out. They, they also put it on late, and because, um,
0: yeah, for some reason, I think they were really concerned that kids were going to
1: watch it. Yeah, it was on the jackass hours. Like, jackass would always start the cap of those that hour, like,
2: yeah, you know, and then it would right. go and into, it like...
1: The, the different shows yeah uh. they had like uh i think
0: andy milanakis had a show oh, Yeah, good show good yep. show. yeah yeah he was great i um, remember when
2: he was angry naked pat back on the on his <laughs> website <yes.
0: laughs>
2: so yeah it was all all during that time and i mean you had mentioned adult swim which we had so we have to break up xavier renegade angel yeah i mean that uh, is i i want to say your baby it seems like it, it was pretty much
0: yeah i feel like i i Helped give birth um,
2: to that. To that. Oh, and 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 confirm this for me. Confirm this for me. The the idea came from a painting that you did. It does. Yeah, actually,
0: I think I have. I think I have the painting
2: here. Okay. I
0: think I have it. Or I used to have it.
2: American slacker exclusive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm wearing pants. Oh, here.
2: Yes, Here's a head wearing pants. his yes, pants. pants, people. Confirmed.
0: Anyway, this is the. Original. Oh wow!
1: Oh shit! Hold on. Let's pin- this, is,
0: this is the the proto Xavier. He's buff. And uh, yeah, I had I painted this when I was in LA because uh, everyone was moving to LA, and I thought I should move to LA. And, <laughs> and I was pining for wow. the East Coast, and I was like, I, I was thinking of like uh, you know the 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 kind of mythological or the, the, American, the, the American folklore and myth that was created. Yeah, Paul Bunyan and uh, Johnny Appleseed. And I was like, I don't know, for some reason, I was thinking of like a character like that, that I would create like a new kind of folklore. And for some reason, I painted that. And then John and Vernon saw it. And they're like, oh, that's a funny looking character. And uh, we just started thinking of like a show that would revolve around this, this character. And... Um, yeah, it was, it was almost immediately like, yeah, he's, he's like a seeker, a wanderer. And then, you know, it was kind of the, the brilliance of John Verner, like he, but he, you know, he tries to help people, but he always makes everything worse. <laughs> that does
2: seem like his MO.
0: Whatever situation he enters, trying to help it always ends up making the situation far worse.
2: Like when he's trying to track down someone who kidnapped a bunch of babies, but he's the one who kidnapped a bunch of babies. the kidnapper. And, and, <laughs> yeah. Hi, do you like celebrities, comedy, and pop culture? Well, then I have the podcast for you. I'm Aaron Max, host of the Yes And I Am podcast, the podcast where we learn about people. Each week, we take comedians and improvisers and give them a celebrity to play, and I interview them. And guess what? Sometimes the comedians don't know who this celebrity is, and that's when the real fun comes in, and we learn a little something we didn't already know about these people. So go and check us out. We're on iTunes and all other podcast stores. We are Yes and I Am, and we will see you guys next time. Support for American Slacker comes from Manscaped, who's the number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels.
1: I don't know about you, Jesse, but I am sick and tired. Of being outmatched by these razors and traditional trimmers that you get in the store, and no matter what, they, they fucking snag your nuts.
2: That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. They have a lawnmower 2.0 Razor, which they have sent our way, has a proprietary skin-safe technology so you won't get those nicks or snags on your nuts.
1: Nice! Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past.
2: Yeah, and with our 20% off code plus free shipping. You're gonna be uh, saving a bunch of money and getting some great products that won't end up uh, making it look like a war zone down there.
1: All you gotta do is enter Slackers at checkout. Manscaped.com, 20% off. Get your anti-chafing ball deodorant, your sweet lawnmower 2.0, your nuts will thank you later.
2: You can even rep them by getting yourself a Manscaped.com t-shirt. So head on over to Manscaped.com, 20% off at checkout, enter code SLACKERS. Get your ball swag here. This this show I would say I was probably introduced to it by waking up and seeing it. Like from <laughs> yeah. from like my sleep and not knowing what the hell I'm looking at. It
0: wasn't a, it wasn't a coma situation.
2: No, no. <laughs> just uh just a deep slumber, you know. Uh, coma <laughs> Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, okay. Food coma. So yeah. after the weed coma. Uh but yeah, it it was on at that hour of Adult Swim, where I mean, I had been watching Adult Swim since like the uh, get out of the pool bump days uh, and and like the oblongs and shit like that. So right. when when this had come on, I it seemed like Adult Swim was taking a a newer, more I want to say experimental route and like opening up to the freedom of the uh, of these shows that are different, like like yeah. Xavier. Um, was that the experience on your end, or was it like, how was it working with, with them on this?
0: Uh, no, at the time, you know, it was just, uh, I think, adult, well, MTV decided they didn't want to do a, a third season of Wonder Shows. In. Right. And Adult Swim had approached, approached us about doing a third season with them. And then for some reason, they were like, no, we don't want to, they didn't want to, they, they wanted to focus more on animation at that mm-hmm. time. And so we had, you know, the pilot written for Xavier and we presented that and they immediately were like, yeah, great. And it was weird because they were just like, yeah, they didn't want us to do a pilot. They're just like, here, make, you know, make the season. Oh, so yeah. like, Ooh. So Damn. it happened really fast, but it was totally on the strength of one Wonder Shows. But yeah, I mean, looking back, it seemed like they, like what you were saying, I think they were, very much on the cutting edge of that trend of getting more into kind of the absurdist kind of weird uh say stoner but kind of Tim and Eric kind of right let's let's have some like weirder more interesting uh stuff out there which was which was great because you know, I'm all about that weird, interesting stuff. It's great. I
2: mean, it's weird. Like when you say the word weird, it has certain connotations. But in in this conversation, it's all good, baby. (laughs) Hell yeah.
0: Yeah. No, when I say weird, I always, yeah. It's always a a positive, uh, positive, weird
1: And at the time, I mean, there was nothing like this shit on TV. I mean, when, you know, Adult Swim was coming out, MTV was dripping it a little bit at late night. But I mean, other than that, I mean, you'd have to get like maybe some local public access might have given somebody the chance to experiment and make some shit late night, too. But like other than that, mainstream. Yeah. You're not going to be able to find that in Tennessee, like fucking some Tennessee (laughs) kid trying to find something that's different than fucking late night show or whatever bullshit jokes are sick of being fed. Like Mm -hmm. that stuff was a lifesaver, dude like oh, that's good. thoroughly enjoyable yeah. man you know i was in upstate new york so like we were constantly like snl kids or even you know mad tv is like sketch yeah. comedy but like as far as like good like cartoons and shit we were still talking about kablam from nickelodeon because that was the most <laughs> weird shit we had you yeah know? i mean
0: there definitely yeah it seemed like there definitely was what was a void and you gotta, you gotta hand it to adult swim for kind of seeing that
1: and people like you, man, shit, you have a piece in this. I mean, your show has literally helped them shape their network. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. I mean, without the, the pieces, I mean, yeah, there was a ton of other shows, but you were a crucial piece in that as well with your show being like, I mean, I constantly saw spots for Xavier. Right? Uh, that that was always on. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> it's,
2: it's, it is so visually intriguing. It, even so, if it, like you just catch a glimpse of it, you have to keep watching because it's like, what the hell is going on?
0: Yeah, yeah. The the style of it I always thought was was uh, was was great. Just because I don't know at the time we we made it, it was like 2007, but we're like, yeah, we want it to look like early 90s computer graphics,
2: like a yeah. GTA Three cutscene kind of. Yeah, yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> that, that weird motion and the kind of you know kind of very chunky polygons and just the, just the awkwardness of that just lends itself really well to.
2: What what program did you guys use to make that?
0: I forget because it was uh, we used a company in San Francisco called uh, Cinematico.
2: Okay, and I
0: don't think they had done a TV show before, but they had done. Uh, I think they had done commercials and um, other things for like I think they had worked with Rockstar Games, mm-hmm. so they they were very familiar with that with that look.
2: So the I'm on I'm on the money with the GTA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Totally, and we, you know, we had we had gone and gathered a bunch of like vintage, you know, VHS tapes of uh, reels of of, uh, graphics from that time. So we had, you know, we had just shown them all this stuff, and they they totally like picked picked up on it. But uh, yeah, so it was um, yeah the company in San Francisco, and I think they I'm not sure if they're still in business. I have a feeling they went out of business after Mm. Xavier.
1: Oh no! (laughs) Oh no, that's not a good sign.
0: Not a good sign, but. not
1: your fault though,
0: you know. <laughs> Anyways,
2: So I, I also saw your name in the in the credits of uh Delocated. Dude I
0: had nothing to do with Delocated.
2: No. I'm not sure how I think it was a co- contractual
0: uh mix-up. Yeah. But, but at the end of Xavier, I was at I was out of PFR. Okay.
2: Uh, so yeah,
0: I had I had nothing to do with uh well I did I did do a uh I think there's a scene in Delocated where the guy his assassin uh or his bodyguard is painting a picture of John Glazer and his, and his assassin, uh, Eugene, uh-huh. I guess, is shooting at him and is like out, he's out in some cafe, uh-huh. and I painted that portrait, which I think ended up in there. Okay. And I think I did a couple other, well, I did a couple other graphic things.
2: So you were, you were involved, but yeah, it says very, you have like an executive producer credit. producer
0: credit. Very minor involvement, yeah, they, No, it's a, that is a bull, bullshit credit. <laughs>
2: Well, at least you're an honest guy. We can we can yeah. say that.
0: <laughs> I have nothing to lose or gain from from that. But I I do love John Glaser. That guy's funny. He he's a funny hilarious,
2: fan. man. Uh, on like a personal level, uh, what what's he like? Yeah, I you know I only met him a
0: few times, but he's he's very, he, what do you call it? Uh, he's he's some he's very amen- amenable. Okay. <laughs> and he and but he's very funny. He's he's kind of uh you know he's not not like wacky mm-hmm. but one of those kind of almost soft-spoken but just very very funny
2: interesting so you you mentioned uh pfr and this is that was uh the band that you were in uh, do you mind yeah we
0: started we started as a band like i said when i when i first met john lee he was doing music and and, and i said i give john lee all the credit because he was really the only musician in the band he, you know he knew how to play guitar and, and drums and actually engineer mix mix music. But yeah, that's how we started, because it was uh, John and, and his wife, Allison, and me, and we kind of started this, this band called PFR, which the initials meant nothing. I think Allison thought them up. And then Vernon, Vernon joined as a guitar, <laughs> guitar and vocalist, and he knew nothing about playing guitar or singing. But it was funny because it was kind of a joke. You know, we were like a big electronica band and uh yeah and we and we added the extra r uh the extra f mm-hmm. the ffr because there was a um there was another band a christian rock band called pfr oh and their pfr st- stood for uh pray for rain which is so like christian and biblical sounding isn't it
2: right right
0: in a way i don't know pray for rain i don't know why would you pray for rain i guess if your crops are dry or, if
2: you're in a drought maybe
1: cleansing baby at an
0: ostrich farm yeah you and everyone smells <laughs> like a blood rain
1: Yeah, dude. <laughs> there you go. Of our sins, like baby.
0: anyway yeah so yeah pffr was was the band in that, in that but that's really what helped uh get wonder shows made. Because during that time, like I said, John and Vernon were working on the pilot of Wonder Shows and they had had put together like a 10-minute pilot and it was called Kid Show at the time. And that's when we actually did the theme um, for Kid Show. I'm I'm Mm -hmm. one of the the singing on the theme. And um, so they had done that. And then I think, I don't know if they both had someone who who was connected and and hooked them up with the USA Network. Okay. uh, To show the pilot that they had done. And they showed the pilot to the USA Network, and they, they liked it. And they're like, all right, we'll give you money to make a full show, a half, full half-hour show. And they did that, and uh, they brought it back. And I don't know if there was like some kind of regime change, or the, the executives had changed at USA. And the new people looked at it, and apparently the quote was from one of the executives that they had killed comedy. They hated it. Damn. So... So they had, this, so then we had this, you know, I don't know, half hour kid show pilot. And uh, we would play play shows, you know, we'd play music shows and we'd, sometimes we'd do like art shows and we'd have our kind of wacky art and we'd play music and we'd show kid show as part of the um, exhibition. Uh, so it wasn't really going anywhere. We were just trying to like be, you know, be out there and do crazy art stuff. But uh, John and Allison brought it down to South by Southwest. And uh, they showed it down there. And that's where someone from uh, MTV saw it. Oh,
2: that's that's a huge venue to get recognized from what I understand. I I guess, yeah. I mean,
0: I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure how they, how they hooked that up. But someone was in the right place at the right time, you know.
2: And and that's, I mean, it's one of those festivals that is very popular, and now it, it, things seem to move from indie to, like, if they last long enough, they become mainstream almost.
0: Yeah, that's true. And I, I mean, I don't know, I, I suppose it's changed a lot, but I mean, this was probably back in 2002 or
2: 2003
0: mm-hmm. that um, they did it. Because I think, I don't know, I think at that event, John and Allison dressed up as the Twin Towers. Oh, really? Yeah, it was post 9-11, and they dressed up as the twin towers, and I think they crashed into each other as they...
2: How was the reception on oh, that? Damn.
0: <laughs> Probably... In, in Texas. Mixed.
1: Mixed.
0: Mostly <laughs> not good. <laughs> A strong mix. But apparently, it, it impressed someone from MTV, so... Yeah. Give right. them props. It's
1: like, those guys, they're doing something. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Listen, this podcast contains language that some may find offensive the hosts are a couple of alcohol fueled hooligans with little regard for decency or tact
2: hey I'm Zach and I'm Danny and this is the working Stiss podcast and this is our promo for the working Stiss podcast no, no. Uh, so what, what are we about Zach what do we do drinking bust the balls we do today we're not <laughs> drinking though, because I'm sick i got to work so I yeah. can't have a drink today yeah and this is kind of what we do we banter back and forth we talk about stuff and sometimes we have some guests on yeah. Uh, We like to to highlight the working class of America, and uh, that's pretty much it. Yep. So if you're into that, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and pretty much wherever else you can find podcasts. We're probably there. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We have a website, workingstiffspodcast.com. We're special. Yep. Listen to us. And that's pretty much it. Wrap up this promo. Lift with your sack, not your back. All right. Get your asses back to work. Later.
1: This episode is brought to you in part by hemp-cbd.com.
2: Hemp-CBD was founded in Albuquerque, New Mexico with the mission to provide the best products in the industry. Hemp-CBD has created a one-stop shop for tons of CBD products such as tinctures, edibles, topicals, pre-rolls, vape, and pet products.
1: The products carried by Hemp-CBD are sourced from an organic hemp that's grown in the United States lab-tested, and consists of CBD isolate, which is the purest form of CBD. This testing ensures that their products contain CBD and no other cannabinoids like THC.
2: Head over to hemp-cbd.com and use promo code SLACKER for a 20% discount at checkout.
1: That's hemp-cbd.com, promo code SLACKER.
2: So uh, what are you doing art-wise right now? Is Are, are you still painting uh, or doing yeah. Yeah, music?
0: Okay. I'll show you the most. The most recent painting is that I've been doing these erotic ducks.
2: Oh, that's right. Oh shit! I saw some of these I've on watched, your Instagram.
0: I've seen the yeah, yeah. See that this is a good one. It's hot. It's pretty hot.
2: That is pretty hot for ducks. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> ducks, but yeah.
2: For the audio uh, oh. audience, we we have um, two Daffy lookalikes. One on <laughs> <the> inverted. <laughs> Uh, Painty, being, a little
1: bit of fellatio going on. Being there.
2: eaten out, uh, I, th- I believe cunling. All right, Jesse, you savage. <laughs> and and, uh, and then
0: Bert's- B- B- M- and foot fetishes out there. You're just you're missing out. And
2: <laughs> yeah. then uh, Bert's tit. Also, honey wine. You, you got to tell us a little bit about Bert's tit because that's that's been oh, yeah. a, a big driver on on your Instagram as well. Yeah, Bert Bert's tit
0: has really uh, taken me far on the gram. I don't, I don't think I have any examples here, but um, to show. But yeah, Bert's it just started as uh, uh, really just walking. I'd been, I was walking around a lot um, around Chelsea, the galleries, and mm-hmm. just in general. I'd see I'd see um, people putting up stickers, and you know uh, the, those postal stickers. And I was like, wow, wow. Here, people were just putting stuff out there. And I was like, I could do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, so yeah, I just started drawing like really dumb stickers, <laughs> and. Uh, I forget exactly how the Bert's tit started, but I had to, I just I just I think I was doing like um I was doing Peanuts characters, Snoopy and Charlie Brown. I think I was doing doing those type of characters in kind of perverse situations. Yeah. And I don't know, for some reason I just I thought Bert would be funny if he if he had
2: breasts. It was flashing them.
0: It was in and, and Defiantly is is flashing one breast.
2: <laughs> just one.
0: Well, he's giving, giving you the finger. Yeah. <laughs> so it all over time, but.
2: The first time I saw it, it reminded me of, there's another, uh, there's a company that has, uh, I forget, they're like Rip and Dip or something like that. It's like a cat who's like flipping you off. Uh, yeah. And and they'll put them like in the pocket sometimes.
0: Well, yeah, the, I, th- I think it's, there's also like from the 60s, it was that like green hairy monster, like that naked hairy oh, yeah. monster. And I was always always intrigued by as a kid. Yep, this, I'm looking for a, a bird's chick that I have. <laughs> um, so it was also that kind of uh, that kind of vibe because I always loved like Rat Fink,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, you know, the Ed Big Daddy Roth character, and like that weird, you know, I, I got very much into underground comics. Yep. So I was always really into that into that stuff. Again, it's like yeah, I always kind of uh, diverted from the mainstream, I guess. You know, in in my taste, as far as like animation and, and stuff like that. Like when I was growing up, I loved Bugs Bunny
2: mm-hmm.
0: because at the time that was really the, you know, that was kind of the subversive cartoon compared to like Disney. Um,
2: well, yeah, he's a rascal.
0: He's he is a rascal. Yeah, he's yeah, and he and uh, and he and he gets away with it.
1: Hmm.
0: Anyway, there's oh, a bird's tit. There we go. Oh, you just whipped that up while we were talking.
1: <laughs> I <did>. dude,
0: <laughs> this, this is actually the smoke weed version, which seems to be popular
1: oh my God. these days. I love that one, dude. It's that beautiful. is beautiful. Can we buy these? Like, I want that in my studio. <laughs> is it, can
0: I do a plug here? Yeah, dude. Yes, please. <laughs> totally. I got. Well, I got a threadless account. Nice. Okay. And and my bio on my Instagram. So if you click that, we got we got this shirt. We got. Uh, that's about it. There's a lot of there's wonder shows and stuff there's xavier stuff t-shirts mugs whatnot
2: get yourself burt's tit guys ordering
1: after this show
2: i make Usually. i make about 30 cents on every shirt so
1: oh man they rip you off rolling like in it
2: <laughs> oh, my God. order yeah. 100 it's good if you're, it's good if you're very lazy like me if you have a cult and you're looking to get uh, a uniform going i suggest 100 burt's <laughs> tit shirts you go with your
0: black nikes and uh,
2: There you go. It's I I love it because it's a it's a cultural reference that everyone like knows and gets. But at the same time, that that subversive fuck you at while while giving cheeky grin at the same time. Like it's it's it so speaks to your style, which we we have such a love for. I have to say,
0: yeah. Well, yeah, it's nice to hear you say that because yeah, I mean, there is that 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 twist to it. I think that makes it interesting. Which is what I, what I look for when I, for weird,
2: interesting (laughs) stuff. Yeah,
1: man.
0: As we all do. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We were looking at some of your commercials too before. Oh yeah. That's taking it back a bit.
1: I I think I've kind of
0: retired from
1: commercials. So those were real early on in your career. You were, (laughs) you were in the commercial field.
0: Yeah. Well, when I started, when I first moved to New York, actually I started in, uh, in animation. And uh, one of the first jobs I had was working as a uh, cell painter, which oh yeah hint as to how old I am. Uh, back in I don't know, probably like ninety early nineties,
2: mm-hmm.
0: there was a, uh, a uh, animation studio called Broadcast Arts. Back before com- you know computer animation, when you would uh, draw the animation, trace it onto a clear acetate cell, and then paint the back. So one of my first jobs was cell painting, and they did wow. like commercials for uh craft macaroni and cheese and cheerios and and stuff like that. But the cool thing was they also did uh that's where they made the first season of uh Wee's Playhouse. Oh cool.
1: Oh, oh man Unfortunately
0: I got there after Pee Wee's Playhouse had moved to the West Coast. But oh, man, they shit. still had like the little um at the beginning, you know, the the whole little landscape they had the, the house and all those little uh props and stuff. Oh, that's wicked. I think sadly they kinda threw away when the when that shop closed down, which is unfortunate.
1: Hmm. yeah man you know some nerds out there are like i would put that playhouse in my living room like oh <laughs> yeah, no, totally dude, i would I, dude all right i would dude. i'm not lying dude i'm a total nerd collector so <laughs> i'll collect everything i would be like fuck yeah i got the original playhouse before <laughs> you move to the west coast i'm talking the origin of peewee yeah <laughs> who wouldn't want that in their house right um, so i forget I, I i think i got lost
0: my lost my track of thought but uh animation Wise, oh, oh, the commercials, yeah. So, yes, yeah, so I started at this place, um, and uh, I also started at that time. Started doing music videos. Me and my wife we were directing partners at the time, uh, so we started doing music videos, which involved animation. Um, and from that, we kind of built a, a music video reel, and that lent its, didn't really lend itself to commercials. But we had done one music video where it was like uh a parody of uh commercials with the band like they're you know doing like a commercial car commercial like just all these different nice styles and some reason uh yeah for some reason someone at uh we had sent it to someone at uh, Nick at night oh, and someone at Nick at night saw it and they liked it and they're like oh we're starting a new network called TV land. Mm-hmm. You guys have some ideas for promos. And uh we we're like yeah sure <laughs> of course. Um so we did this whole whole campaign, uh, this, this whole campaign for TV Land for uh, this fake product uh, called Twip,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which we, uh, since TV Land kind of like was covering at the, I guess I guess they still cover like shows from the '50s through present day or '90s at least. Right. So we thought it was a campaign that would cover the kind of evolution of a product from the '50s through the through the '90s at the time. Cool idea. It was a it was a really cool idea. Yeah, because it was the same product, but it would change according to like the the trends of That particular part of the decade. So it starts as just like this energy drink like a cereal and then it becomes like comes like a hair product and uh, It becomes like a fuel additive. Oh damn! <laughs> In the 80s it becomes like a diet drink and then we kind of come it, it starts with the uh, with a little mascot called little boy twip so we we have this kid jumping up and down on a trampoline in the 50s and so we kind of come for a full circle and at the end we have little boy twip in the 90s he's like an old guy he's like remember me i used to be little boy <laughs> twip. and we put him on the same same trampoline and it's it's kind That's of funny sad but heartwarming
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: so uh yeah so that that then after that it was just
1: like uh
0: we you know, we, we started getting commercials from, from that.
1: Before you know it, you're working with Alanis Morissette. That,
0: yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, that was interesting. I bet. With Alanis Morissette <laughs> and uh, Janine Garofalo is uh, yeah, it was like a world, uh, turn your lights off. <laughs> <Turn> <laughs> we're a- we're, we're off. taking a
2: look, look at that one. She's like a uh, biting her toenails. As, yeah, uh, right. I you forget know what, uh, yeah, she's in an airplane. Mm-hmm. The hook was yeah. essentially it, she was doing something that turns you off. Right, that was, that was it. Like a turn off day. Yep.
0: Easy <laughs> memory from, for me. But I remember it was cool because we had that, we, we shot out in LA and we had that fake, fake uh, airplane.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, actually, you would have to <laughs> have a fake airplane. Yeah, cut out. So before, out. But
0: was, that was pretty fun. Yeah.
2: No, so that was during the time that you were living out in LA? Uh, I don't remember. I, I, li- I only lived there briefly. I okay. moved out there.
0: I got divorced, and then I was happy to come back to New York. Um, it might have been, I think it was after. Okay. I'd moved, I'd moved to L.A., uh, and for some reason, John and Vernon had moved out there because they were working on, uh, that's the Snoop Dogg show, Snoop, Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg Televisal
2: double fizzle or something like that yeah we're working on that that's right. right he did an intro for your for uh pfr didn't he yeah he plays the judge in, in court yep you've been uh <laughs> yes. you've been charged with like being too, too too all, uh, fucking funky or something like that yeah, like
0: we have too much maximum flow or something yep. like
2: yep how do you I plead
0: guilty sure what doing, but it's very sweet of him to do that <laughs> uh anyway yeah so i was out in la briefly but then i then i moved back because because they had started doing wonder shows in here in new york and i was i was happy to kind of move back and be part of that
2: is there still a decent amount of production like in on the new york side i mean i hear that you know la is always like oh that's where you go to get involved in like the industry and stuff like that yeah um but i mean with shows like wonder shows and it seems like new york likes to take more risks or they're more willing to hear out new ideas or go with new ideas possibly? I, I'm i
0: not sure about that.
2: I mean, I, I know, I know
0: that, yeah, LA will always be the center of production. The
2: hub. Yeah. It seems like
0: everything always gravitates there. Whether, wherever it's conceived, it seems mm-hmm. like it inevitably ends up there. Um, yeah. I mean, I think there's always been a lot of production in New York. I, I would, I would like to think that, yeah, there is a certain New York, energy and spirit that inspires like kind of crazier crazier stuff
2: sure i mean everything in the city is like from what i remember we, me and matt we would always go down there you know for for concerts comedy all, all that kind of stuff it, yeah. it seems to breed in cities <laughs> yeah exactly the you fact- mentioned you, you, you mentioned you were into comedy uh before what uh what comedians do you like to listen to um i don't
0: uh well i uh, i do like comedy (laughs) i mean i was i was raised on like monty python and cool benny hill yeah Um, i was always a big fan of british comedy like the young ones i loved that was another that was another mtv thing it was like i I don't think i would have I don't know if anyone else would have shown it. Maybe PBS, because like PBS would show Monty Python. But in the right. 80s, to see like this kind of next uh, level of kind of like taking taking the next Monty Python to the next level, seeing the young ones, like really cool because it, it, those guys are closer to my generation. And um, yeah, but uh, yeah, now you know I love you know I love Tim and Eric. I think you know, everything they do is is brilliant. You know, Dr. Steve Brule. Oh, oh yeah stuff. god I love, yes uh, eric, eric andre is just hilarious oh, i love that love him. it's just so crazy just like I, I can watch the intro over and over again over and over dude yeah you know <laughs> it's gonna happen but there's always yeah no it's something like oh so a slight change you got to stick around to see Being hilarious about it yeah so good
2: it's weird to see though because like you you had said before like in uh the Xavier time um, they were concentrating more on the animation side with Adult Swim stuff. Now it seems to be so much more like the narrative, or um, I guess in Eric Andre's case, like the the fake talk show type of thing, where it's yeah. like a live action.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, it's just I guess that's just the
1: the kind of natural cycle. Of, yeah,
2: uh, it's like an ebb and flow uh, type of thing. Yeah, yeah probably
1: you know next generation will probably be different more animations back again you know yeah i think it people get tired
0: of seeing stuff it's like another another rick and morty ripoff, and you know it's oh like god and for
1: something new <laughs> that australian one i just oh uh, check that out what was it the bush bush world yeah it's, fucking that. Re- that it's is, so ridiculous it's me, like yeah to me that's almost funnier
0: than the real it, it, i mean rick and morty is brilliant i i, I yeah love that show it's so well
1: written what's this bush world thing I dude it's exact of. it's rick and morty but they're australian they're australian and uh, rick just... is just a, an abusive like trashy piece of shit and he's always beating and yelling at morty and he's like <laughs> shut the fuck up i'm taking morty like is it like a par-
2: is it a parody oh yeah yeah oh okay but okay. it's exactly
1: rick and morty like, they like are they're rick doing
2: shit different down under huh dude <laughs> yeah
1: it, but it, yeah you gotta see it's, it it's you right. gotta see it too like it's amazing yeah I just found that, and uh, yeah,
0: you can't help it. Yeah, is, that, is that guy doing other stuff, or is that just like a one-off?
1: You know, I don't know. I haven't really looked into him. Um, I just found this, literally, like this last week, and oh, I was shit. like, holy fuck, dude, this is amazing. How
0: am you found it, yeah, because that that, thing, that was like one of the funniest things I've seen in it.
1: Yeah, I watched mm-hmm. uh, three episodes back-to-back real quick. I was like, oh my god.
0: Yeah, I thought it was going to be away. shit for the
1: first two minutes, and then it caught me, and I'm like, oh my god,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is genius. The beginning is just like yelling in Australian accent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was like, what <laughs> in the corner like no he's not gonna go he's not
1: gonna go yes yeah it's like you're watching cops but rick and morty yeah. like oh my missed a domestic incident going on like and it's just fucking horrible yeah
2: very yes. good i'll have to i have to tune in after after the show here yes oh yeah first thing you have
1: to <laughs> well no the first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna buy some jim Tazi merch okay. is, <laughs> is there <laughs> anywhere else you have any any merch out there jim Besides uh, Threadless, do you have any other places you're get, you're slinging that stuff? Come on, you got it. Because be. I know,
2: yeah, Threadless is mainly t-shirts. Are so are you doing prints or anything?
1: Yeah, they, well, they have
2: prints and they have okay coffee, mugs.
0: Okay. Have, uh, what else they got? Bath mats, overpriced shower curtains, <laughs> vet covers. <laughs> toothbrush toothpaste. cases
2: yeah yeah.
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah. well they got phone cases they should have toothbrush cases that's a great idea <laughs> he's, he's gonna
1: a, write them right now paper
0: cozies really to capitalize on the pandemic there you go <laughs> uh, but no that that's it Uh other than that like any any like art stuff I do I'll usually I'll post it on my Instagram and I'll just say this is for sale nice DM me
1: oh shit sliding them DMs get an original piece <laughs>
0: Yes. DMs. Hey, yeah, heavy price heavy
1: price <laughs> people who come with the cash but it's worth ready. it it's worth it, it well is. worth it. Well,
0: yeah i mean i hope, yeah, I hope it, it brings some joy to uh to somebody
1: That's oh, i'm sure fun. i'm sure it does man we love all of your art we're uh big big fans we're glad to have you on and uh we'll have to do this again man we'll check up with you and if we're all still stuck in quarantine we'll do another one of these yeah. shows.
0: Please check up on me. Make sure I'm still alive.
1: We're going to make sure, man. We're we going to make sure we get you
2: through this. We're going to be your accountability buddies. The-
0: <laughs> you guys should give me your your parents' emails just so, you
1: know.
0: Okay. Check,
2: check in. You can tell them what we're up <laughs> yeah. to.
1: Yep. Yeah. He's going to have a word with our parents after this episode, people. You heard it here. Uh, Jim, thank you so much for coming on again, man. Uh, cool. Big fans. It was it was great talking to guys. you, guys. Great to meet you, man. And uh, hey, thank you, everybody, for tuning in at home. If you're watching on YouTube, you're listening on any audio platform. Hey, thank you. We love each and every one of you. And until next time,
2: that's it. There you go. We're
1: smoking America. We're passing. I'm mapping America. America. I'm second America. We're talking America. We're blazing America. This is fucking America. We're second America.
2: Visit the show's website, aspodcast.com, where you will find every episode, official merchandise, and links to their Patreon if you would like to support American Slacker. Give me a minute.
0: Give me a minute. Think about the second set of passing. Man, I gotta go and get it, grab it. Why you gotta go and acting savage? Smoking weed, I gotta feed the habit. Now I'm on some other shit. Things that I gotta go get. Medical, all on my slip, You falling like dominoes, bitch. Stuck in my ways, fucking
1: high days, fucking sideways in the driveway. We smoking America. We passing America. I'm, pass I'm. I'm mapping America. I'm second America. We talking America. We blazing America. This is fucking America. We second America. We second America. We're